Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. I do want to kind of like work through some things with you that I think is going to help you. And um, I'm in between standing up and preaching to you and somewhere between standing up and preaching to you and sitting down and just talking to you uh, like, a, like a father or, or like, a, like a brother or maybe like an uncle for some of you guys in here today. And so uh, hear my heart today and uh, don't, if any of, your, any, of your, any, of the, any of your triggers go off, just give that to the Holy Spirit today, okay? Just say, man, Holy Spirit, that, that, that hit me. Like, I, Holy Spirit, I felt that. Could you do something with that? And uh, we teach all that in our freedom, um, in our freedom curriculum, because we all, because one out of one people in this room, I did a survey recently, one out of one people in this room, they get triggered. <laughs> one out, everybody does. You're like, well, not me. Well, then you, you, you don't know that you do, but you do. We, we all, we all do. Um, and so I didn't know what triggered everybody, but I did spend um, a couple hours with eight guys on a golf course. And so I know we all get triggered. I know that we all we all get triggered. Every one of us get triggered. And so this may um, shoot off some of your triggers. And so I just want to encourage you, like, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to say to me? What are you, what are you trying to do in my life? So week one, we looked at Jehovah. Pastor Chris did a phenomenal job with that. Last week, we looked at Jehovah Nisi. Uh, two weeks ago, Jehovah Nisi. Uh, last week, Jehovah Jireh. And today, we want to look at Jehovah Rapha. Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. Um, if you need a sermon title today, it would be this. If you need one, if you're taking notes, note takers do go to heaven. Uh, first, and uh, get a good, you get a good seat if you take notes. I mean, it's in here somewhere. Um, but uh, you, you need a healer. If you, if you need a title, if you need a title, it, it would be this. You need, a, you need a healer. Exodus 15, it's a story of the children of Israel. They're exiting out of bondage, out of slavery. They're, they're out of, the children of Israel, they're leaving Egypt. It's their exodus. It's their, it's their going away. They've had some ups and downs. I don't have to go very far with you guys. You, you don't have to go very far. The older you get, you realize that life is full of ups and downs. And if you're like, man, my life's a roller coaster, Pastor West. Well, these guys get roller coaster. They, they have high highs and they have low lows. And um, they're in one of those seasons. And the title of my Bible over this pastor of scripture says, Bitter Water from Mara. Bitter, bitter water from Mara. Verse 22 of Exodus chapter 15. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea. What an incredible experience they had. They went through the Red Sea, y'all. Like that was like a like they like you, like walking in the ocean is scary. They walked across the body of water. Like they just straight walked across it, and then right after that, they moved into the desert of Shur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. They are dehydrated. Come on, somebody, if you were here last week, they are dehydrated. These guys are thirsty. Three days, no water. They they've run out of water. Then these guys, if they, we're talking about dehydration last week, these guys knew what it was like. But then the good news is that they find some water. Verse 23, when they came to the oasis of Mara, there was water there. But here's the problem. The water, it was bitter to drink. Like, dang it. I got so excited. It was like they were so thirsty. And the only bottle of water left was Dasani. <laughs> Does anybody like Dasani water? Three people. Point in case. They don't sell anymore because it's not good. It's not good and it's expensive. I'm getting comments. Like, okay, so it doesn't matter. Before I ever had a bottle of sign, someone's like, it's not good. 
But the reality is that you know good water. Everyone has a favorite, favorite bottle of water. Now, I don't drink this a lot, but I love to get my hands on a bottle of Fiji water. The bottle just feels good. Something about the bottle. I don't know if the water tastes good, but I know the, I know. Or how about the water? I like that bottle of water. It's, it's called life water. Dude, I don't know what they put in that water, but that water, the water is good. How about the water that they put in the Chick-fil-A lemonade? Come on, somebody. Am I getting closer? The water in the sweet tea. Come on. I know some of y'all. This is a rough group of people. They're like, why are we? Y'all are dehydrated. Y'all are dehydrated. They're like, we're going to call this place Mar, which means bitter. Verse 24, then the people complained, and they turned against Moses. Shocker. What are we going to drink? They demanded. So Moses cried out to God for help. I don't know about you, but that's a good place. If, if Moses is doing it, if we want the same results that we see in the Bible, we got to do the same process that these guys. They, they cried out to God. They cried, when I ask you, let me ask you a question, Nate. When's the last time you, you literally, you, you cried out to God, like, in desperation? That's where they were. They're like, dude, we need your help, God. We need, like, we are thirsty. We are so, 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 so thirsty. And so he asked God for help. And by the way, if you ask God for help, sometimes the, the, the solution is going to sound kind of weird to you. So the Lord showed Moses a piece of wood, and Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. Anticlimactic, right? But also cool because we see a miracle in the Old Testament. Now, I thought about bringing a wa- the illustration for a table was going to be a pool of water, and I was going to throw a, a stick in it. But I knew you'd be on the front row, and I was going to splash you. It was going to be funny. I, that was the plan. That was where I was going. And so full transparency, Mark, that's what I was going to do. Um, or uh, Nancy and Gary, but they're not here. I just thought it'd be funny to throw water on somebody in church because I feel like there'd be grace inside a church. Um, so it became good to drink. It was there at Mara that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. And you're going to go through life, you guys. You're going to have you're going to have tests. You're going to have tests. I was texting with uh, some, some new friends of mine, and they were saying, man, the Lord is really testing our faith. And I think sometimes the way you see it determines how you go through it. That's fair. A lot of you are like, man, God's tested my faith. And I, I, something, God put this in my spirit yesterday. I shared you, with you guys with that little the story of the, the, the girl who, was, um, who had, that, had to have that um, tumor removed from her brain. And they got a really bad report uh, this week. And I, I just said, hey, I'd I, I like to come visit you guys if it's okay if I come visit you guys. And, and um, so you can pray for somebody. You can text someone praying for you. But there's nothing like showing up. Come on. Come on, somebody. That's, that's free. Like, so you got to show up sometimes. Well, I, I texted them. I posted it on social media. I, I, I hinted at it. Like, you guys say, hey, I need some help. Like, it's just easy when you say, hey, bro, I need some help. Sis, I need some help. It just, it, that will help you some way. I don't know why no one ever checked on me. Hey, why don't you go to someone and say, hey, I need you to check on me. I'm not okay. I don't know about you, but I wrote in my notes somewhere in here in this situation I got up here. It's, it's okay to not be okay. If you go to someone and say, I'm not doing okay, they're not going to go, oh, my gosh, get away from me. You're not okay. Because they've been, before in their life, they've been not okay. Now, you, for some of you guys, you're like, well, that sounds like a pretty depressing statement. You know, the, 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 the follow-up of that saying you may have heard before, it's, it's, it's okay to not be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. And you got to move on. Like, you got you, you to gotta move on. We go through situations. So he says here, he says here, uh, guys, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try something different. And, and it was, here's what he says. It was there at Mar that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness. That's what I was talking about. I don't think God's testing your faithfulness or he's testing your faith. This is what I just chose to look at. God put this in my spirit to tell that family yesterday that God's building your faith. 
if you see as a test, you're like, yo, I'm not, anybody not a good test taker? Anybody not a good test taker in here? I don't want to be tested, but I, I like being built. I want to say my, my faith is stronger. Not, your faith won't be stronger unless it's tested. You're going to have to go through a test. Some of you guys are like, well, Pastor West, how long is this test going to last for? <laughs> this is longer than the ACT. Come on, somebody. Like, here, he says, hey, you're, I, I, maybe God's building your faith. I said the couple, I said, maybe God's building, maybe what you see as a test, God sees as an opportunity for, for growth. Verse 26, he said, listen, this is the new decree. I, I think this is prescriptive for you and I today. If you want this, if you want better results than what you're getting, try this. Verse 26, he said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord. Some of you are like, cool, I'm, I'm so in. But it gets worse. It gets worse. He says here, if you will listen to the, carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and obey his commands in keeping all of his decrees, then. I wonder if we're not getting anywhere because we're not listening we're not even attempting to do right. I think there's enough of us in the room here today for us to know to do what's right. But I think a lot of us were like, yeah, I don't want to do what's right. That sounds like a lot of work. You want me to put work in? I want you to put work in because if you don't put the work in before it's too late, it's going to be too late. And then you're going to go, I wish I would have put the work in. And God's going, I'm putting out this new system called listening to my voice and obeying, my, obeying all of my commands and all of my decrees. And you may, you may go, well, Pastor West, that seems impossible. And it is without God. But we believe he'll break the chains. We sing about him breaking the chains. We, we, we want to believe for the impossible. We, we can sing about it, but do we really, do we have any action behind what we're singing? Any belief behind what we're, what we're singing? So he says here, you do what's right. Do, I mean, like, follow me. He goes, and then I will not make you suffer. I will not make you suffer any of the diseases that I sent on, Egy on the Egyptians, which they do. They went through it. And then he says here, this is the Jehovah Rapha right here. For I am the Lord who heals you. You need a, you need a healer. You need healers. That's why God has all these aspects of his name. That's why all these characters. Because he's not just a provider, which would be awesome if he was a provider. That's really, really good. Because we need provision. That's great that he's a provider. It's great that he fights our battles or he's a banner. Because we need a banner. Like, we, there's the greatest banner you can fly is the name of Jesus. Like, to be under that. Like, under the name of Jesus, that's the best. What a beautiful name it is. What a power. You need that. Like, the, the list goes on. But he goes, hey, you need somebody. You're going to need a healer. Y'all going to need a healer. I'm going to need a healer. We're all going to need a healer. Because... One out of one people in this room have gone through trauma. You're going to need a healer, and God's going, I got you. I got your back. I brought the twins up here last week, like I told you guys, and they helped me with my illustration. Like, I, I'm, I feel really good with these guys at my back. I feel really good about it. They, they're a little bit bigger. They're a little bit stronger than you guys. I felt good in first service about you guys, but I felt a lot better in second service with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's not you, Vanessa. It's Matt that I was worried about. I, I feel like you're like a scrappy, like you could, you could call somebody, but I just don't know where Matt's at. And so you, you, like you're going you're gonna to need a healer. You're going to go through some things where you're going you're gonna to need some help. It's just reality. 
I wish I could eradicate that for you. But the reason why bad things happen, just in case you're wondering, I'm one of those guys who stay away from that question. The reason why bad things happen is because sin's in the world. And that's not your fault. That's Adam and Eve's fault. Let's blame it on, hey, let's give credit where credit's due. It's Adam and Eve's fault why bad things happen. There's clearly, you can, when you see tragedy or you see whatever it is, you can go, clearly there's sinners involved there. Clearly. I can point that out to you. I remember when we had little kids. I mean, sin, sin starts early, by the way. It doesn't start when you become an adult. It starts early. I remember, man, when the twins, they had ED at a young age, explosive diarrhea. It didn't stop you guys. And I looked down and go, clearly sin is in the world. It is evident and clear by this that sin has entered at a young age. You're born, you're born a sinner. And because there's sinners around here who are not healed, who are not trying to let, let God change their lives, and doing what's right with God is hard. Can you do what's right without God? It's literally impossible. We have a bunch of sinners running around here, all trying to figure out. Trying to figure out how to do what they want, how to do what God wants us to do. And so that's why discipleship is so important. You can, we have to learn all these, we have to learn all these decrees, we have to learn God's word so we can, so we can apply it. Because we're doing things that we didn't know we weren't supposed to do because we haven't read the word and we haven't applied it because we didn't know the word told us to do it. But once you know the Bible, once you know the scriptures, then you've got to be able to apply the scriptures. And so he says here, Man, you, I, I, I can heal you. you. You can walk out of your healed today, confident. You could be at your house or watching online and say, and I'm confident that you, you can be healed. You can be healed. Verse 27, after leaving Marah, the Israelites traveled on to the oasis of Elam, where they found 12 springs, y'all, and 70 palm trees. I'm sure there's something significant about 70 palm trees. I'm sure. Because God does not do accidents. He says there, there's, there's 12 springs there. And they camped there beside the water. I mean, I don't know about you, but the story got better. Like, they, they, it's like not having water is bad. But they had bad water. That they could, like, can you imagine, like, seeing water? Man, I wish I could drink that water. But you're like, I can't because it's bad. They go from that season to going, dude, there's a lot, 12 springs, y'all. We're going to be set. Like, we are, we're going to get so dehydrated. Have you ever drank so much water that it made you sick? That's where they were at. Did you know that you can drown from drinking too much water? That's happened before. Google it. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> dude, they're like, dude, we, we're set. Do we, dude, God literally can do, he can, he can do, man, he can do immovable. He, he, he can do the impossible. He can do the unbreak. Like, dude, God is in this thing. They're like, dude, God, dude, God, when God shows up, man, he shows up. He shows up big. Have you ever been in a situation like where, man, God showed up so big, you're like, dang, that was God. That was definitely not me. It wasn't my ingenuity. It wasn't my ability. Dude, that, that's the moment they're experiencing, okay? So I want to give you four things really quick. Like, because we, because we all have wounds that need to be healed. Everyone. We all have wounds that need to be healed. Every one of us. So sometimes I, I used to walk into church and be like, man, this is so good for my neighbor. My neighbor really needed this. I mean, based upon, I mean, look at them. I've hung out. They needed this. They, my neighbor, but we all. There isn't one person who's like, you know, I just, I don't need any kind of healing passed to us. I just don't need, I, I just, I really like, I need zero healing. I've never met that person. 
And if you are that person, I would like to get your autograph on the way out today. And here's, our, and here's why we got to be healed, because wounds are painful. Wounds are painful. But, here's the, but you aren't meant to live in pain. You're not, you're not meant to. You're not meant to. And so I realized in the room day, I used to think, man, these guys, they, these guys, they, need, they have all these wounds. And then I realized, well, some people don't know that they have wounds because they have no one in their life saying, hey, that's a wound here in your life. You think, what you're, you think your behavior is normal, and it's predicated on a wound that you have. Pastor West is psychological, too. This is awesome. I'm not. I just study humanity all the time because I want everyone to look like Jesus, act like Jesus, smell like Jesus. I want that because I believe that's what's going to change the world. Us living healthy lives and explaining the gospel to people can, can do some incredible things. But if, we're all, but if we're all wounded and unhealed, we're bleeding on people that didn't cause the damage. We're doing that. We do, we do that. Oh, that's just the way that I am. No, you need to be healed. <laughs> well, I've always done that. That's your problem. That's the way my dad handled it. That's your, that, that's not, that's, that may not be healthy. What I've learned is, I don't know when my dad will get here. At some point he will. But I, re, I used to think just doing the opposite of what I saw my dad do equaled health. Well, at least I don't, you guys have heard the story of the, of the, of the, of the two young boys, or they, 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 were, they were little boys and they grew up to be adults, and their dad passed away. Their dad was an alcoholic. And one of the boys was an alcoholic just like his dad. The other boy, house, wife, kids, job, 401k, all the things that you would, that you would, that you would, that you would equate, that we would equate to success. And they asked the, 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 the boy who was an alcoholic, or the young man who was an alcoholic, he goes, why are you the way that you are? And they, he said, my dad. And they asked the young man that we would say is successful, why, that you, why, are you, why are you the way that you are? And he said, because the way my dad was. Just doing the opposite isn't, isn't always healthy. But we do that. So wounds are painful, but you aren't meant to live in pain. Let me give you just a couple of things. Some of us in here today about, about God, because he, he, he spans whatever issue you got. Maybe you have a physical need in here today. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 10, Rapha. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. God, uh, go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored, and you will be healed of your leprosy. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 10. If you've got a physical need, Rapha can heal that. He can. Again, let me, I don't, I hate to, I, I have to qualify some of the things that I say. Sometimes God doesn't heal it the way you think he should heal it. We're, I think we're getting older as a church so we can embrace that. I know people that have survived stage four cancer, but I've seen people die from stage four cancer. I've seen, you've seen, you've seen both, right? Like you've seen, you've seen both. And so whether he gets healed on earth or they get healed in heaven, there's a, there is a healing that takes place. And I don't know, like, I, I would rather go, I mean, heaven sounds, heaven sounds amazing, by the way. Doesn't heaven sound so amazing? If you have a, if you have a physical need, we will pray, and we'll believe that God could heal it, but he may not heal on this earth. He may heal you when you get to heaven. That's why getting everyone salvation as fast as we possibly can, because we have no idea what we're going through. If you have a physical, Pastor Chris has a, has a bad back. And I've laid hands on Pastor Chris's back, and I've prayed a, a bunch of times. But God's never healed it. But his son had a bad back, and his son had to have surgery. And so, but physically, 
man, we, man, God, God can heal physically, maybe emotionally. Come on, somebody. Pastor West was just getting warmed up. Now he's, now he's speaking my language. Emotion, emotional. There's an emotional healing that needs that we, that probably all of us, I didn't know that, I thought if you were a guy, you didn't have any emotions. I have found out through, through therapy that we, we do. We, we have, we have, guys, we have emotions. Ladies, we do have emotions. Back up. Back up. We have them. Can we express them healthily? I don't know if we can do that or not. That, the counseling is good, but I don't know. My wife says, you, my wife says, you've come a long way with your emotions, but, but. Famous last words of every wife. Come on, somebody. You're doing really good, but. I'm like, dang it. I thought, was, can you just say I'm doing really good and like just say it as you walk away. You know what I'm saying? But you need some help. Emotionally. He can heal you emotionally. We've gone through some trauma. We need, we need emotional healing. And just shoving it down. By the way, shoving them down, eventually, I'm positive. They come back up. I don't care how far you push that down. The emotions eventually, just shoving it down, I don't want to talk about it. It does not make it go away. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits or their emotions are crushed. He, Rafa, he can, he can heal your, your the emotional, because you've gone through some emotional trauma, and you can be healed from it, emotional. Maybe mentally. We, we, mental, mental health is a, is, a, is a big thing right now. It's always been a big thing. When do I know it's always been a big thing? Daniel chapter 4, verse 34. After this time, after this time had passed, I, Nebuchadnezzar, looked up to heaven, and my mental health returned. My sanity returned. Now, you can't just sit back. By the way, this one's tricky. You can't just sit back and go, man, hopefully that God's going to restore my mental health. I'm on the trail on Friday. Try to walk a long bit of ways on Friday. It's probably more mental than it is physical, 90%. And I know because I can run. I've ran two marathons. I ran five or six or seven half marathons. I can run, but the people going by me, a guy that goes to church ran by, hey, Pastor Wes, he ran by me. I'm like, show off. I need more emotional healing. You know what I'm saying? I'm still praying for me. <clears throat> I'm out here for my mental. He said, man, I'm really proud of you for being out there. Because I know that there's an emotional healing that takes place outside. It just, it, I know that. Like, I've studied this enough. I listen to enough podcasts, read enough books. Know that something happens when we're outside. So I'm out there. Like, I want my, I want to, you want a mentally healthy pastor. Now, in some season for your mental health, you need outside exercise. But sometimes you need, you, you need medicine. Some need medicine. Some need, but, but it says here, Nebuchadnezzar goes, man, God healed my sanity. I was in a, AK, I was in a, I was in a dark place. I was to a worship leader the other day, and she, she was a, um, someone that, if I said her name, you guys would all know her. She, she leads worship um, just through Spotify. You would have heard her. Heard, we've seen her songs. But she was saying, I was in such a dark place in my life. It was so, I kept the house dark. I don't want to leave the house. And my cousin came to me and goes, sis, it's so dark here. She goes, I can't do this anymore. This hurt. It, it just, it's starting, I'm starting to go down. It's, by the way, it's easier for somebody to pull you down than it is for you to pull somebody up. So be careful where you go. So she said, I, she goes, my cousin had to move out. I, I was in such a bad place. Mentally, God, God can heal you mentally. So sometimes you got to take medicine. Sometimes you got to exercise. You got to do some things. There's something, change your diet. There's things that you can do. But God can also, but you also need the spiritual help of it. Spiritually, he can heal, he can heal you spiritually. Psalms chapter 103, verse 3, he forgives all my sins and he heals all of my diseases. He can forgive all your sins. 
he can forgive all of your sins. So I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, by the way, this is, just take a picture of this really, really quick because I'm, I'm not going to preach it, but God cannot heal what you don't reveal. God cannot, right, some of you guys will hurt it, so you're not moving now, but some of you guys are like, I'm, I can't move at all. I'm, I'm triggered. I'm, uh. So let me ask you a question. Here's the question I was going to ask you. Where do you go, where do you go for healing? Now, I, this is going to sound really, really silly to you, but I think a lot of people, this is going to be really silly, if you had one of those traumas, physical, maybe not physical, but like, like, like deep physical, not like you cut your arm, or emotional or spiritual, wouldn't it be silly if I walked in and go, hey, I diagnosed your problem. I got a Band-Aid for you. I got you. That, tra- that thing that, and by the way, most of the trauma that you're trying to heal from, it happened to you. Like there wasn't nothing you can do. You, I wish that we could take it away. I wish. I wish that it didn't happen to you. But wouldn't that be something like, hey, your trauma, oh, your, your mom or dad left, you need a little Band-Aid. Wouldn't that be so silly? Oh, you have a, oh, you, some, like, you, you, had a, you, you were abused as a child, and I, I whipped into the first aid kit, and I pulled out an ace bandage and wrapped it around your head. You walked around school tomorrow, your job tomorrow, my dad left when I was young. That would be, I was abused as a child. Like, whatever your thing is that you're going, dang, I hope he doesn't talk about my thing because I haven't fully healed from it. Like, I'll, whatever this, wouldn't that be silly if I walked in here and I was like, hey, I got something for you. That would be so, that would be so silly. You'd go, this is ridiculous. I'm not coming back to this church ever again. Whatever trauma you have. If I was like, hey, you need, I, you know what you need? I know what you need. You need some, you need, Neosporin's going to fix that. That's what I'm sure. Some of you guys, and I don't want to minimize anybody's pain here today. You know what I don't know what it's like? I don't know what it's like to lose a dad or a mom. I still got, I still have my, but I know my mom. Before my mom was 18, she lost her mom and her sister before she was 18. That's pretty traumatic, that's pretty traumatic, right? Wouldn't we say that's traumatic? Wouldn't that be so, like, hey, you need to, mom, you need to put a sling on, <laughs> mom, you should put a sling on your arm. She'd go, what are you, have you lost your freaking mind again? That's what she'd say. So I want to give you three quick things that I think maybe would help you today. Some of you on here today, you need a counselor. I got my counselor's number. I was, my team, by the way, we pay for all of our team to have, the this, this staff, to have access to a counselor. That's the best investment. That's one of the best investments. Because they're all leading you guys. Don't you want to be, don't you want to be with healthy leaders? I do. I do not want to be with an unhealthy leader. If it smells unhealthy, I'm like this. I, 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 can, I, can I be really, really honest with you? Can I tell you about something that I do that's not good? If I prescribe or help someone and they go, I don't want your help, I, that, it, I'm like this. Like, dude, I, if I know what can help you, and I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like, and I have stuff. I have stuff. We all have stuff. My coping mechanism is performance. So sometimes you guys be going, man, look at Pastor West. And it might not be the spirit leading me. It could be me leading me. Could be. Wow, look at him. Man, that was really, he, mm, dude, he's, dude, Pastor West, man, he is a servant leader. Maybe it's for an applause. Most of the time it's not. I've, I've gone through a lot of, I've done a lot of self-work. My point is this. Whatever it is that you're going through, you, you, it may need, you may need counseling. Here's the second thing you may need. You may need community. You may need community. 
you may need some people around you going, bro, sis, you need help. When you collapse, one on each side, dragging your butt, <laughs> dragging your butt out of the darkness, out of the depression. Depression is real, by the way. Again, want to make sure we hear this. None of, I'm not, whatever your thing is, I'm not minimizing it. So don't go past, well, you can't walk in and go, Pastor West, minimize my thing. It, it was really hard and it really happened. Agreed. I don't know. I know it's like to lose my grandpa the day after Thanksgiving when I was six, 17 years old, my senior year of high school. I'll never forget that. That's why I want to show up for all of our kids. I went, one of our, one of our young guys is in the room today. I went and saw him as a senior. I went and went to watch us play baseball because I, I want, I want when our kids to leave, when our, when our kids leave this place, they go, man, Pastor West, if I ever need him, he showed up for me because I got community. You ever wonder why he shows up? You want to know why I show up? Because one day you're going to go, man, I need someone to show up for me. And you're going to go, he showed up for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to call him because I know he's going to show up. He's going to, he's going to answer the phone. The day we got back from sabbatical, our phones like blew up. Because you know, this church, Pastor West and Diana, they're going to show up. So I show up. I went to, I'm so committed to this, I went to a water polo game. You know how much courage and you know how serious about the Lord I am to show up to go watch 24 guys in bathing suits swim around and throw a ball around? That's, that's, how, that's how committed I am to the cause. <laughs> I went to a I went to a cross-country, don't let your kids run cross-country, he's not in here. Those, those events are at 7 a.m. Why are we making high school kids get up at 7 a.m.? Cross-country should be at 10 p.m. That's when I realized my, the, the, the high school kids I know, none of them are asleep at 10 p.m. Why can't their, the track meet be at 10 p.m.? <laughs> That's too far. Some of you need community. You ever go places and they're like, good, better, or best? I got that for y'all today. Here's the last one. You, you just need Christ. <laughs> like, I don't want you to ever walk in and go, man, Pastor West, you got really self-helpy on us. You're not going to say that. Always, Christ is always the answer. But he gives us community, and he gives us doctors to help us walk through this stuff. So some of you, you just, you just, need, you just good, better, best. What would you like? What would you like today? What would you like today? What would you like today? What would, what would you like? Maybe you don't need a counselor. Don't go to counselors because Pastor West said I have a counselor. But you may, but you may need it. I'm so out of time. I mean, I think I have two more slides. This one's really important. Let me give two more slides. People crave to be safe, to be seen, and to be soothed. And here's what I know. Only Jesus can do all three of those things. I'm confident. He can make, because I, I can make you feel, I might can make you feel seen. I think people go, man, Pastor West sees me. I might not be able to make you feel safe. Some of y'all, I can't soothe. The, the pain's so deep. I, I'm not going to do that for you. But I know God can he can do all three. Community can do a lot for you. I'm not, not going to downplay that ever. But there's no replacement. There's, like, there's no replacement for God, Jesus. Jeremiah said it this way, oh Lord, if you heal me. I think he knew there wasn't an if. Because if you heal me, <laughs> here's what I know for sure. If you really heal me, God, I'm positive and confident I will be truly healed. I invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. Would you stand to your feet also? We have to have, a, we have, to have surgery today, really quick. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Heads bowed, eyes closed. How many of you guys in here go, Pastor Wes? There's something in my life that I wish God would heal. Just slip your hand up really quick. Pastor Wes, there's something in my life I wish God would heal. Just slip your hand up really quick. Just slip your hand up really quick. All across the way, yeah. Thank you, 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 thank you. We all, most of us, I got something like, I'm talking about like really healed though. You're like, some of y'all are like, yo, I need to be healed like so much, I'll raise my hand, I need to be healed. 
Here's what you got to do today, okay? Now, we've been in church before. Like, this is what you got to do. Three steps in a, you need a program. Right now, where you're at, heads bowed, eyes closed. You just need to pray. Hey, God, would you heal me? Some of you have never prayed that. Would you heal me? But here's what you need to do. You need to identify the thing that you need healing from. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's spiritual right now. Maybe there's a, maybe your mental health is, 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 is rocky, shaky at best. Maybe your emotions, you're, you're like, my emotions are so out of whack right now. Just ask them to heal you. Identify the thing. Identify it. God can't heal what you don't reveal. Identify it. God, this is the thing, and I want to be healed today from it. Ask them. We have not because we ask not. If you seek, you will find. If you ask, you will receive. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.